before we begin, you brought an album with you of, of Gunners. Um, maybe you want to say something about it before we open it up and play it. Yeah. Um, so I work in the archive of the Apple, and uh, one of the friends of Gunnar came to look at the book of John Cage, mm-hmm. and we had the book. <laughs> we found it. Uh, and then he said, oh, there's this record of Gunnar, uh, and Gunnar wants you to have it. And I know Gunnar because I don't know him that well, to be honest, but he was just one of the residents of the Broodplatz Lely. Where the Apple is located. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he's nice. He even one time joined, uh, one or two times joined movements. We do the Qigong classes on ah, yeah. Wednesday nights. On Wednesday nights. Yeah. Six o'clock. Yes. For those interested. Yeah. <laughs> he joined and he has a nice, uh, you know, all the time we were talking a bit and he used to um, be cleaning. He cleaned the building. Yeah. yeah. And I'm always, I'm a, I'm a late worker. So I start a bit later in the morning and then I leave at eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And then in the evening he used to be on his own cleaning the building and then we had a little talk like oh can I walk here oh this is wet doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know what you're doing <laughs> the cleaner and uh, he has a nice um, energy so I was really happy with this uh, album and then you invited me for this and I thought oh it's so nice to uh, to have this as a surprise uh, you know yeah. to listen to it and and to see what it is, because uh, I was told by this friend that it is about the the building and Bootplatz Lady and his work as a janitor in the, in that building. So it's really connected. And the building, the, the Bootplatz Lady, of course, is a beautiful building yeah. by architect Inversum, but it is a Bootplatz, so nothing works, everything collapses. It's old, it's cold, it's one one pane glass, it's windy, there's all kinds of things. But beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's made a monument now. Yeah. The aula, which has a curved roof, and the stairwell in the back is also monumental. So now they're gonna r- rebuild it. The redevelopment... Uh We'll start soon, no? Yeah. I mean, development around it is ongoing. Um, yeah. But that Bootplatz Lady itself will begin soon. Yeah. So I think the Apple moved there, Bootplatz Lady, in 2017. Mm-hmm. And Gunnar, who's an Icelandic artist, he, uh, he, he was there the first three years, I think, or yeah. four years, because he left to go back to Iceland again. Also because this building... Uh, was only for three years uh, since 2017, but then every year was postponed a year, yeah. you know, a prolonged. Um, so this is killing for uh, an institute like the Apple, but also for artists who are based there. Who are based there? Because, is, uh, yeah, yeah, because you don't know. And also, it was always like in December you hear like, oh no, you can stay f- a year longer. Yeah. But you cannot do anything, you know, you cannot plan. And if you, uh, the artist, it's also their house. So Studio and residence. Yeah. 
So when they, uh, you know, when you have this feeling that you're not gonna have a house in six months and it's Amsterdam, it's so hard to find a house. You're always busy with panicking in where to go. So it's, ne it's never rest in this, uh, for the artist and also for the, for the apple. Hard cannot plan, cannot have a vision. Yeah, you can't build on precarity. No. It's, it's difficult. Yeah. So Gunnar in this time of um, intermediacy, I suppose, between the things, um, was both living, working, and uh, caretaker of the building. Yeah. All at once. Yeah. The, the, the album itself is called A Janitor's Manifesto. So, yeah, we haven't mentioned that yet, but I, I think that's a very um, interesting and clear title, also in rela related to Willem de Ridder being a Fluxus artist, and yeah. the Fluxus Manifesto being itself a very interesting one. Um, what do you say? We listen to a track? Yes. Well, first, we're going to open uh, the record. You, oh, yeah, you have the honors now. So hold on, let me get it. Yeah. <laughs> and while you're opening it, I'm going to set up uh, the record player because we're going to play it on. Uh, we're going to play the vinyl, and hope that works out. So uh, we'll turn up the sound nice and juicy so we can hear that plastic. <laughs> Did you see the the design? Like the house design of the apple Barney recognized this triangle and I asked Gunnar but it wasn't a it was a coincidence yeah it was not meant I think uh, I think anybody uh, listening now this is a, a non-visual radio <laughs> yeah. program but I invite you to look up uh, a, janitor manifesto. a janitor's manifesto um, and also uh, Gunnar's work is available on various sites uh, online including SoundCloud <laughs> All right, hold on now. I'm going to do the record player, just a sec. Yeah. I have to use my nails. Okay. Oh, there's a white... Uh, how do you call it? Sleeve? No? A white Inside sleeve, yeah. Yeah, with a picture. With cheese. Can you describe? Yeah, you describe. And clay figurines. A lying... Person, white clay, a, a, a triangle, geo triangle, geo no, a little vase, a vase with flowers, and some uh, molds for uh, in white clay for making clay, a glove, and a stone with holes. And the cheese is on the mirror, a blue cheese. Okay. Uh, and the first track that we're going to play is called uh, Janitor, and we'll speak about it when we finish it. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a good one? Yeah.
Janitor. You told me a good story, actually, about this track, why it's called Janitor. Or at least I thought it was an interesting anecdote. No, but uh, I don't know. But when I hear this, I I see this uh, Gunnar yeah. mopping the floor. <laughs> this is so the the tempo, the is, tempo. this lethargic tempo is is the movement of the mop from left to right. Yeah, and also the emptiness of the building in the evening. Yeah, and he was there all alone, and he's like a pretty big guy, yeah. tall. And then he had a long mop, so he could do the really long uh, strokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe also interesting to note, for those that don't know the building, this brutalist design. There's not mm. many of them in Amsterdam left, uh, yeah. especially from Ingersen. Um, it kind of fits also this uh, this image I have in my head at night. Yeah. Uh, this surplus of uh, concrete. Did you get a chance to speak to him about it, the album, before he left? No. Uh, so I think the friend that came, that uh, the friend uh, he 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 does uh, he works, it's from the label uh, Futura Resistenza. Um, and I emailed uh, Gunnar about it. Hey, I have your record, but I'm not gonna open it yeah. until this. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> talk to a help. <laughs> uh, no reply yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We uh, we haven't been talking. Or uh, emailing, yeah, he was looking forward. Said, "Yeah, I'll let you know when it's online." <laughs> so, as an archivist, uh, I mean, we just mentioned how much the Apple has. The digitalization of the archive is ongoing. Um, these kind of gifts, offers, some things are also acquired, actively searched. The the role of, for the sake of this program, also of the non-visual in this, is is that um. um was a very conscious one that those materials should be involved and incorporated as well. So, for example, just audio recordings of something uh, that otherwise also had a visual element, or specifically projects that are audio-based. Mm -hmm. Could you say a little bit more about how the archive relates to this kind of specific medium? First, I want to say, yeah, <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah. Like now, I'm really regretting that I never made a picture of of Gunnar working. <laughs> <laughs> because, because this is not in the archive now um, yeah I think uh, this uh, first of all uh, how it came to the archive is already a story mm -hmm. you know uh, somebody comes in for cage and then hey, there's a record and uh, I think now we're also talking to uh, present a record in the in the apple mm -hmm. you know uh, at a, at a time or place we don't know yet uh, so these things happen because of a network around the archive and i think the the network is the is the most not physical you know how do you show uh, this network uh, because you ca you cannot yeah how can i say so i found postcards from Wismals, uh the founder of the Apple, uh, that she kept contact with the artists uh, for years. Mm -hmm. After they did a show and they went back to, to where they lived and then there were postcards like, hey, how are you doing? Keeping each other informed. So while being in this, you know, making exhibitions and working with artists, you uh, make this network. And, uh, and this network is, is you cannot see. 
It's also really invisible, you know. There's a card. Oh, there's a card. Uh, you send an email. How are you doing? This is not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's like invisible work. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think when things like this happen, like. Gunas uh, uh, record. Gunas record comes in in a way that's really surprising. These are the things that glue this network together because this is a dot on this line between Gunnar and Futura Resistenza and the Apple and then maybe even later the the presentation of the record. Um, and I think you need all these things to uh, keep the story to show this network and also uh, that this is also this what we're doing now this makes also is a dot in the connection between Gunnar and the janitor and the yeah. the record. Um, that's not an answer to your question. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't need to be. No. Um, maybe my question was more formal than it had to be, in the sense of thinking in terms of the categories of visual and non-visual. Um, what you're describing is very much fluxus in that sense, the fluidity <laughs> of it. I think Willem would be very happy with your answer. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah. but, I, but I understand uh, and I, I imagine how um, in relationship to the archive that certainly has never changed that's, that's a necessary standpoint to have in that somehow Th it doesn't necessarily have to be different from the, from the Opel in, in terms of its visual programming but this is maybe what I was asking about behind the scenes there is this building yeah. something is building constantly yeah. uh, yeah, and that necessarily doesn't have to be linear, even in in any uh, shape or form. No, it's, it's the interconnectedness, like yeah. you say. I think it's never linear. You you try to be linear in an archive because it was a, this was in two thousand seventeen. But you see, also with Willem Reder, you know, it has already been repeated, and he came back in the radio days. Yeah, your show. So then there's already a, so many. Uh, connections and I think like uh, the stories like I think it is important that somebody else came in to give this record because this um, you know how how a brain works yeah. you know if this comes uh, the Gunnar record comes in by mail oh there's a record okay sure. let's put it in the archive because now it has a story yeah. it becomes more of a a part yeah, and also like a, a, uh, easier to uh, remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like uh, like eighteen thousand eighteen thousand things in the archive. So, but yeah, all these little stories have a if they connect. It's like witness reports, you know. Mm -hmm. If somebody writes a story about what has been seen in the in the apple, uh, then there is a. I don't know. It went through somebody. Um, and then that makes it also not a thing anymore, but a connection. D does it make sense? Went through somebody. Somebody made... Well, I think, I yeah, I think I know. It. At least I understand what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, it's the embodiment uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, and also, I think also Gunnar, because he left the building, 
uh, went back to Iceland, but there's still this. Uh, uh, this is also an institute like the, like the Apple is, you know, people come and go, and uh, contact keeping, but not all. Some just whoa, they're gone, and then it also happens. <laughs> when you go online and you find information about this uh, this album, uh, it, it does distinctly say. That that it was made during during this period, seventeen to twenty one, mm-hmm. and um, the, the janitor's manifesto is in, in relation to his work as being a janitor in an artistic space where he lived and worked, almost as if to visualize the the idea of the labor itself, uh, and perhaps also a bit the building, as you say, the tempo of this mop going yeah. from left to right, and this tall man using it skillfully, yeah, <laughs> in the deeps of depths of the night, yeah, it's a nice image. It's a nice image, yeah. Also, I like, you know, because I'm an archivist, I like cleaning. Uh, and then I don't mean I like cleaning, but I don't clean my house. But mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the idea of cleaning has so much to do, eh? cleaning and doing things over and over again. This is like cleaning has that gardening, eating and archiving also, mm-hmm. you know, you go over and over again. There's a book, there's another book and then you go. And I re- I like uh, this uh, repeating of of things, uh, and especially in cleaning, because also in cleaning, that's what you also do in archiving. Uh, you make really uh, you make choices, like which which traces am I gonna clean, wipe away, mm-hmm. and which not. Wipe away. What do you mean? Like if you clean, like if if there's a you had a nice evening and there was this. The ah. table full of st- nice stuff, yeah. and then there was this stain. Like, do you take it away or you keep it for a bit? Yeah, there's a good story behind most stains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you keep the stain, where does it go in the archive? How does yeah. that work? Where does it go? That I don't know. Hmm. You make a picture. Well, I don't know. Or you build a story around it. If we stay with that anecdote about cleaning. Um, uh, at a certain point, when you've cleaned your house enough times, uh, you get to know where the dirty corners come the quickest. Is mm-hmm. it the same in the archive as well? <laughs> Do you know your dirty corners? Yeah. <laughs> I know the backlog. All right. Uh, the backlog. <laughs> oh, I know the backlog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a big corner. It's a really big corner, yeah. yeah. Well, you have good help. But uh, it will get there. But I also like, I like the word backlog. This I I know. I even feel sometimes like life is a backlog. <laughs> Certainly can be. Yeah. yeah. Maybe on that note, actually, we will end. We'll end with Gunnar, un- unless you'd like to say something no. else now. No, uh, it's nice. Yeah, maybe we uh, do the titles. Shall I do the titles? Mention all the titles. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, mention all the titles, please. So Genesis Manifesto. Side A, I believe in a better world. Flush, a letter to Abba. Janitor, we just heard that. Air conditioner one, a midnight choir rehearsal. That's only 53 seconds. And also flush is only 70 seconds, so I think you have an image for that. A speed dial, is there anybody out there? Is that you or me? Security camera. <laughs> Neurotica. 
That's me. And then Landslag and an Icelandic title. And Air Conditioner 2, Organist Rehearsing. That's it. Couturaris and some Russell Rotterdam. Well, you mentioned Beautiful. that uh, life is a backlog. The, the track we're going to end with is um, I Believe in a Better World. Yes. <laughs> Nell, thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Van. Finally wiggle our pelvic cavities and somewhat hairy genitalia in the moonlight, again, carelessly and in no particular tempi, just like back in the golden olden days. We'll find a spot somewhere in rural Tuscany. It'll feel just like a Pasolini film. We'll drink espresso by the motorway, where we can smell the sweaty armpits of the waiter, and there will be sweet desire all around us. If we get bored, which is extremely unlikely of course, I'll just call Ralphie from Switzerland and his four-piece brass band and they'll play that requiem we all seem to love so very much. What else? I could dress up in a full Elvis costume and you could feed me rotten grapes or apples or burn me with cigarettes on the forehead. I'll do anything to keep us excited, baby, you know that. I'll even go to the opera and contemplate Verti's use of the oboe if that's what floats your boat. same here without you, and our favorite seagull has died. It's withering away in the backyard as we speak. Such a pity, used to be such a brisk little bird, picking the hot dog breadcrumbs on the harbor. You know there's people out there that would force a Pavarotti combat only with his earthly remains, just because they want it so bad for their birthday. Takes a lifetime to cope with that fact. Takes a lifetime to cope with the new Friends series, where Ross and Phoebe are photocopy machines and Monica carries a snakeskin briefcase full with fruit that tastes like bread. But all jests aside, will you promise me something? That in the case that I never return to my interests in worldly matters ever again, that you will still call. Call the wavy-haired florists. You remember the wavy-haired florists and how they marveled at the colors of decay, how the only way to reach their attention was to tell them stories of your own acquaintances with the abyss. You remember, right? Sing along before it's gone. 
the other hand, it's not really rocket science, you know. Just bring your physical entities to the same space and time, join each other by the crotch or wherever else, stir for a few seconds, mix, stir again, fold, add some basilicum, and into the oven. Bon appetito! Trying to be serious for once. I'm just thinking what everybody is saying. Doom is soon. There's gonna be flood, ladies and gentlemen. The billboards will flood with medieval percussion music, and God, am I gonna be shaking and excited like a perfectly moist can of Pepsi Max? Existence was finally fulfilled. The spies are powerful, Katya. 